Good morning, America. This is the Cast Roundtable Contest, which is here Sunday morning. Well, we always look up in the sky, especially on weekends, and with us today is uh, Dr. Steve Cates, and also known as Dr. Sky, to tell us what's going on up there and that uh, we'd be interested in. Uh, Steve Cates, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. Always exciting news, and here we go again for our listeners. You know, last week there, obviously during this week also, the release of the James Webb Telescope images. And these are fascinating, and I hope everybody within your audience has had a chance to even see them. Well, one of the first ones, John, that came out, they're all taken with this near-infrared camera. And what they're seeing is totally amazing. In other words, this camera, which, by the way, the exposures are up to 12 and a half hours long. Imagine keeping a shutter open that long. What does it see? Well, it's moving in almost to the point where the creation of the universe, we believe 13.8 billion years ago, and what we're seeing is galaxies and deeper and deeper, more galaxies, things we've never seen before, just to the credit of the James Webb Telescope. And they're also seeing something in one of the first images, John. It looked like it had these little crescent-shaped things around the star field. Well, what that is, it's called gravitational lensing, and Einstein said it better that if you're near a gravity source, light is bent and space-time is bent. So what we're seeing is actually not exactly one or two images, let's say, but the reflection or the bending of space-time makes mirror images of that. Isn't that incredible? In other words, the universe, we're just beginning to understand the complexities of the universe, and James Webb is doing a great job. I think it's a lot more complex than people realize, and yes. and uh, I don't I don't think we've even touched the surface. If uh, other spaceships are visiting us, I'm sure they have found a shortcut like a shortcut like what we see on Star Trek or something, warp factor yes. or something. People need to know this, and maybe many of your listeners don't. But the fourth dimension is simply time, and Einstein talks so much about this, and all of the theories that he's had so far are fairly on measure and fairly accurate. But let's presume somehow that we as a species here, well, maybe if we all can't get along, we move out to the stars. But the speed of light travel is something of a dream right now. But this is a fascinating story, John. So people need to take a look at those images and more to come. But if we shift gears, I wanted to mention to the listeners that things are going on Mars with the Perseverance rover and the Ingenuity little helicopter. And right now, NASA's going to take a little break. They've had 29 successful flights. The first flight of Ingenuity, amazing to even talk about this, happened in April of 2021. But the reason they're slowing down and maybe giving it a break, there's a lot of dust on those solar panels right now because Mars is a dusty place. But, John, what's happening on July 21st, if you were in the northern hemisphere of Mars, where this Perseverance and the Ingenuity are, it's the beginning of winter in the northern hemisphere, and it's the beginning of summer in the southern so they're going to take a little break here because the sun and the temperatures are lower. And hopefully when that sun starts to climb a little higher in the sky, those solar panels on Ingenuity will charge up so the helicopter can fly. But this is interesting, John. The temperature at the equator of Mars in the day can get to about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the problem. The temperatures drop well below 100, below zero Fahrenheit. And that's all in one day. So, John, isn't the Mars... It's just an amazing place, and I'm even more amazed, like the listeners, I'm sure, that we have technology that can fly around on the planet because that is really far away, as we know. I understand that they have found water underneath the 12 inches underneath the Mars surface. 
they suspended uh, temporarily uh, the Mars uh, helicopter, like you said. Yes. Uh, and uh, when you have water, no matter where you have water, you end up having a little bit of life. So uh, someday, uh, hopefully in our lifetime, me and you will find out. Well, I hope so, John. And this particular spacecraft and the rover and this ingenuity is in a place called Jezero Crater. And you bring up a good point that this is one area that NASA chose because it looks like in the past, maybe millions and billions of years ago, that might have been a lake and we're still digging for answers. But in closing, there's a comet in the sky, John, that's passing the Earth that it's closest to us right now. It's called Comet K2 Panstars. Why is it important? comes within 170 million miles of the Earth, and it's one of the largest comets ever seen. It will be an object for people to view with binoculars as we get toward the end of the month. Faint but important, but these comets, John, are the seedlings of life. And some believe, this is interesting, that life was moving around the universe by comets. They call it panspermia, in which organic material from comets, the creation of the universe, seeds other places around the universe an interesting theory, and a comet in our sky. We always remind people to what? Keep their eyes to the skies. And we enjoy listening to uh, all the news reports that we get and transferring those over to your listeners. So thank you. Well, thank you, Dr. Sky, uh, Steve Cates, for uh, keeping uh, our eyes in the, on the sky. And um, hopefully someday we'll find out more. And uh, God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, John. Always a pleasure.